Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. Amazing Grace as I face the great paper chase. It's first thing in the morning here in London and welcome to the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is my name and my name is Chris Mitchell and I am your host. Actually, no, I, I, I'm not just the only host. Summit is still hosting the show. I'm just doing the intro by myself. Anyway, they say that time flies when you're having fun. And this week's episode was originally recorded around 18 months ago before our Reasonable Doubt podcast series, which has been called a classic, by the way. We had some technical difficulties, local files got corrupted and whatnot, but hold tight to Zoom with your little M4A files. But this episode was so nice, we had to edit it twice, and here we are. Our guest is a friend of the show and a living legend in our culture. Shorty Blitz is one of the best DJs ever. We don't say it lightly, we say it with chest. When it comes to the cuts, the scratches, the mixes, he stays on point like da 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 that's the joint. His list of hits and accolades are longer than the Hammersmith and City line, and he's rocked stages with Hall of Famers like De La Soul, LL Cool J, and many more. He's also won awards, including Mobos, and he keeps them on the mantelpiece right next to the Kananga Water. Real live Jamaicans know what time it is. He stays on the radio and his specialist hip-hop show with DJ MK, shout out to MK, plays actual music instead of playing favourites. When he's not mashing up the dance with his expert selections, he gets to that TV money nicely. Don't hate the player, pun intended. Summit and I got into so much of his business, it was like a police interrogation. We talked about his DJ roots, friendship with Ty, working at Raucous, his upcoming producer album, and a lot more. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dogs, cats, people with jobs, people without jobs, people who love scratch hooks, and people who don't love scratched hooks. You're weird, by the way. This is DJ Shorty Blitz on Breaking Atoms. It's another special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast, and we have a legend in the building, an award-winning DJ, let's just put that to the side for a second because he's one of the nicest people you will meet in music. But as a person too, we have the one, the only, Shorty Blitz, DJ Shorty Blitz on the Breaking Atoms podcast. How are you doing? I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't mean to talk over your intro. Nah. I'm cool, man. How you doing, brothers? It's, What's it's, going on? It's good. It, it, I don't mind when guests talk over me. It's when Chris starts talking over me. It irks <laughs> the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? Over the over the the the, the last few podcasts that I listened to and all that, it's, 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 the tension is there, but I love it. Nah, you know I love what it is, it. yeah? He's talking about like me talking over him, isn't it? Like, you know, you know the Zoom account is in my name, though, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, but he, can, it, but... he can meet you at any time he Bro, wants to. He, he can, but I can just bleep him out of every single episode because I edit this shit. So, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> So you, so you better behave, Chris. Real talk. That's what I mean. You see the oppression. You see the <laughs> oppression that we have to deal with, isn't it? This is oppression, man. The oppression. The you oppression. Know what I mean? Nah, man. We appreciate uh, you, bro. We we we. You know how much real. we we care and love you and respect all your contributions. Um, no, you've been... likewise. Not not to cut you. Yeah. Likewise, because I, I've I met you both at two different times during the careers and all that and stuff when you were doing Hip Hop Chronicle and and you as an MC. I, I met you with Mister Drastic on my show. Remember that. That was the first, the first, the first day, and that was the first time I'd ever been live on national radio. Oh wow! Okay, do you know what year that was? Because boy, I can't remember. 
2011. Wow. So, so, so what, what, what we're establishing here is that I've known Shorty longer than you have. <laughs> that's fine, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I went, I went out with him and his people. Yeah, that's true. That's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> and I swear, Shorty, you're Jamaican as well. Yeah, you're Jamaican, I, I, right? I am. I am Come bro. on, man. He's, don't he's, don't, oh, wow, don't, don't, wow, don't wow, put the countrymen wow, against each other. I can't, I can't fight outsider. that. I can't fight that. I you can't. can't you can't. Even if, even if it was just him on his own, you can't fight that. You little colonizer. Be quiet, man. You know, he rocks and everything. Well, I'm to you, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to, to step on your... No, you no, I, genuinely speaking, you know how we feel about you, but this is very much about the listeners that we have across the world to understand and really appreciate what the contributions you've made um, in, in as a DJ, as a radio host, as, as someone who is integral to the scene here. That's important to note. You you were there, deal real. All the, like all those staples that we lord and we know and we have memories of that we the people growing up now don't necessarily have. We want to make sure that we highlight that and we want to salute you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, I was I was to be honest. I, well, it wasn't like I was doing any of that to be any of what you said. It was just I love hip hop so much and just wanted to be part of it as much as possible. Do you know what I mean? And and that's kept me going since single digit ages. So, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm loving this journey, man. For real talk, I'm really loving this and journey. And that comes across even now and and with MK and everything you, everything that crew mm. does, the whole crew, right? Because when, when I met you for the first time, it was at Kiss, with, yeah. and we interviewed you and MK and Harry Love was there. I was my first time in Harry Love. Okay. Right? So the, the whole group of you have the definitive, the, the love of the music, the love of the craft, and uh, and that it's 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 um it's a cloth that a lot of people have forgotten about, but you guys haven't. You've always stayed true to who you guys are and to the culture. And 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 because we don't really get paid enough, <laughs> so you know what I mean. We really got no much choice. Wow, and that wow, and that. Right. So speaking about uh, speaking about pay, right? Yeah. Let's take it to Radio Rentals and your job at Radio wow, Rentals. Wow, hold on, wait. What, what, you know about the double R fam? Come on. Listen, we do our research over here, Shorty. No, no, Come no, on, shorty, man. Shorty, shorty, I do my research. He just follows me. Wow. Um, just, no, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is, this is, this is like triple number episodes, bro. What did you just say? I just said, I do my research. You follow. I'm going to fight you. Wow, this is crazy. And you know what? Like, you're, you're, you're there with the offering out and, and you're there with, with the cheeky talk. I mean, I wonder what it's going to be like when you're in the same room. I, you know, I don't know. I ain't seen him in 18 months. He doesn't, re- doesn't respect me. I am his OG. He says, he says I'm ducking him. Like, listen, man, I'm in the upside down Bro, world. I'm living. You moved to a whole new postcode just not to see me, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, look, all right. Bands aside now, all right, we've done enough yeah. of that. Genuinely, job at Radio Rentals and the introduction to, to DJing because I know there's a correlation there. Um, well, well, basically, um, when I first moved to, uh, to London from, from nuts, my mom was like, you're not going to sit in the house all day. Let's, let's just walk up this road. And that was Brixton Hill. And let's go into every shop that we see and let's see if we can get you a job. I was like, really? And she was like, really? <laughs> we, we walked from Brixton and the shop that I got a yes or a maybe to was the radio rentals in Streatham. So he walked a whole borough, like it's mad. We walked and um, the lady that I saw was like, okay, we can give you an interview and blah, 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 blah. So I had a Saturday job while going to college and that kept me in music. That kept me in records basically, because before that, when I was in Nuts, 
I had a paper round. I used to spend, um, I used to save two weeks money to be able to buy one vinyl LP because they were, they, they had me up and I didn't know that they have me up on the money thing. So I did a, I did a, a week's worth of, um, paper rounds. And I think I got five pounds for the week. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. Like, you know, so, you know, if I wanted to buy the latest run DMC album or whatever, 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 I have to spend, I have to wait two weeks and all of that. So that, that kind of kept me in music. And then when I moved here, got the Saturday job, it was slightly more money, <laughs> not like enough more, but slightly more money. And um, I was able to buy records every week. Okay. And so the intro to DJing, when did you start? Well, at what point did you start picking up the wheels of steel and, and start honing your craft? Um, whew, that's, that's, no one's asked me that. Um, okay. So I'd say 1991. Um, that's when I was really interested in actually being a DJ. I had the music, the, the format at the time was vinyl records. So, I mean, if I was that age then, or if, if I was that age now, I'd probably be just on the phone thing and probably would never be a DJ. But seeing as I had all these vinyls in the yard, in the room, I didn't even have room for my bed. There was no room for a bed. It was, I was, you know, records on each side of, of the floor and I slept in the middle on the floor. So it's kind of dedicated to my music, man. I didn't want them out of my sight at all. And um, I think it was just a natural progression, but I always wanted to DJ, had no idea how to do it. Um, Cash Money and Jeff were, were my major influences that made me want to DJ. I still didn't know what to do. And then um, as I was stacking money from the paper round, I was able to buy one turntable, a couple months, another turntable, and then maybe about four or five months later, I was able to get the mixer. So I'm just sitting there looking at these things on my dresser, not being able to use them. I can only just play records on one of them because it was hooked up to my... Um, up to my uh, amp but at college the same college where um the architects producers were um also i met this guy called ty um i knew his sister because she we were in the same class and i always used to see ty in the uh in the in the uh in the canteen at lunchtime you see him all the time. So, you know, there'll be times where you probably get to the to the college late, miss that lesson. Let me just wait for the next lesson. Let me go in the canteen. He's in the canteen. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I didn't know until we left college that he never went to the college. So there was security there. He had a pass and everything. Pass didn't look like him or anything, but because they saw him so much, he was able to just go and come, come and go as he pleases. The reason why he was at the college, he didn't want men to move to his sister. Wow. <laughs> I want you to so so you know he's he, he's that serious like he, he's such a person that looks after his people that he'll do things even if it means that he mess himself up just to make sure that you're good. Do you know what I mean? And I've yeah. seen it on many occasions. So salute to that guy. And um there was another guy called Prestige Patrick who does the station sound at One Extra now. He's been there since One Extra started. Right. And he was the first DJ that I knew that I could sit in the same room with that had two turntables. So he showed me what he was doing because he used to cut up and all that stuff. So he was a full, a fully fledged 
turntablist, but it wasn't called turntablism back then. Do you know what I mean? So he showed me the ins and outs of what he was doing. It confused me because he had his fader going the opposite way, which is now called Hamster. And I didn't know what he was doing. So there was other DJs that I linked up with after that. But the guy who taught me how to mix is the guy that um, that I was in the sound system with, a guy called James Yard, who produced Terry Walker's first album. And we was in the sound for a long time, classic. So every Saturday, we'd um, we'd find an empty house in South London. Like us and the crew, we'd go and pull our money together, pay the neighbours to not call the police, move our stuff in there, board up the windows and all that, and charge people to come in and dance until the police shut it down. And um, that was our Saturdays until DTI came and was taking people's records. Once they started taking records, I was like, nah, I'm out, <laughs> I'm done. And that was a long-winded answer, I know, but do you know what I mean? It's just as I remember and stuff. As you, if you sparked the radio rentals question, it was like, rah, all this came back to me. No, that, Mad. That, but that's why it's very important. It's not a long-winded answer whatsoever because it's history. Mm. I think people need to understand it because that's what me and Chris are all about. It's about documenting and, and, and so people can use it as references. There's names that you mentioned, sound yeah. systems, things, there's things here that people can go and reference. Prestige, oh my God. If that's a name I haven't heard for years, you know what I'm yeah, saying, man. and and obviously R.I.P. to to Ty, he was he was a, definitely he was, yeah he was a, he was a he was a good guy. You you have such a passion for DJing. There was a point at which you wanted to quit DJing, and I want to know why because you're so good at it. Um, I, the the only point I can probably remember was that um, I didn't want to be a CD DJ. I think maybe that was one of the, I, I don't know if, it, if I mentioned it again any other time, but um, yeah, I think when they stopped pressing vinyl and then you had to carry around these little books of CDs, I, I just <laughs> went on it. I went on it. I was, I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do next? But um, when I went to um, Vancouver for the first time, this was in like, I think, 04. And um my good friend Lala, who who looks after Maceo now, and um, he told me about this DJ package that you can use called Serato. And I was like, cool, all right, what's up? What, what do you have to do? Like, what is it? And he's like, it's kind of like Final Scratch. And I was like, oh, as soon as he said Final Scratch, I was like, nah, man, can't do that. Because I used to go probably around maybe two years before that, I used to go to Spain every Sunday to go DJ. And um, the, the the resident DJ there was always laughing at me because, oh, you're still carrying records, my friend. Ah, so excuse the accent. You're still carrying records, my friend. Ah, no, I have 20,000 songs in this year. You, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he used to crash all the time. And I was like, do you want me to, do you want me to get back on while you fix your computer in that firm? But it's all good. That just, that was the horror story. But seeing at that time, Jeff used that, A-Track used that. I was like, if they're doing that, I'm going to be fine. So, 2005 was the last time I bought a record and I've been on Serato ever since. Wow. It served me well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just noticed you um, you did a very subtle flex, Shorty. What's that? Did you just say you went to Spain every Sunday to DJ? In the, in the, I mean, yo, I've, I've been doing this for a while, you know, V. Like, this is this is, this is is what I do. It's not even a flex. It's just, it is what it is. It's truth. It, I, I, I travel no, a, a lot. That's a flex. I travel a, a lot, though. He does, but you know, he does travel a lot because 
Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, that, I, know that. I do know this in it. I do know this in it. I know this in it. Come on, man. I mean, you know, DR and all that. Come on, man. We'll, we'll get we'll get into that. Don't worry, brother. Is that if that's all you got in it? That's not good enough, Chris, man. That's not good enough. Hey, it was all right for me, you know. <laughs> it was all right for me. I can't lie. It was. I really enjoyed myself. It was. Great. Come on. It was actually great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Shout out to you and and your whole crew. Do you know what I mean? Like, I Somebody really just jealous. He's just jealous, that, man. In in all honesty, he was yeah. he was so hyped. Listen. You got you were coming out. He was so hyped because I think <laughs> I think I think we're both we're both very fans of you and to and for you to to I guess share in that special moment. I think it means a lot. So no, it meant a lot to me because it, it, I was I was very um, you know I, I, I appreciated all of that. It, Our it hospitality was, it, game it was, was, it was mad. Was it? It, it was, was mad. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, mad. just get whatever you want. I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Was now like, it was um not to go off on a tangent, but it was important just because how important you are to my hip-hop journey. So OC is my favourite MC. Yes. I heard I, Far I heard From you, Yours on your I show. You say, I heard you say that on one of your... Yeah, it was your one. show. Big Quam, execution expert. I heard that on your yes. show. Like, at one moment, I wanted to be Big Quam. That was like, okay, <laughs> that's who I want to be and sound like. You played that. So it's, 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 it's really important. Where is Big Quam, by the way? Like, I'm trying to find him? him. I'm trying to find him. You want to find, find him? him? You want to find him? Try yeah. Try Give me five himself. minutes. Oh, word! It's like that. I, that's how I roll. This is how I roll, Shorty. I ain't gonna lie. Summit, <laughs> Summit probably won't want to talk to him because he, he is. If it's not Jay Z, he's, oh, not he's, really, he's interested. really looking. Yeah. No, he'll, he'll find him. He'll find him. He'll find hold him. On, hold, <laughs> on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will find him. Big Quam, yeah. Yeah, Big Quam. Let's talk about Deal Real though. UK hip hop cultural institution. It's almost a landmark. What memories do you have from your time at Deal Real? Well, I was at the original Deal Real, so. Um, that was bought by Tony Vegas, Pete Bond, aka Pebo the Pro, MK, a guy called Gary as well. So they were the they were the guys that bought the shop. I was at another record shop at the time um, called Release the Groove, which was um, the second coming of Catch a Groove, which was a legendary West End record store, which which was soul funk house boogie, all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> what, where I really wanted to be, sorry, let me shout out Abby. And Destiny and Jeremy and the whole crew in the house section. But Destiny was the reason why I got a job in the record shop in the first place. Because I used to see him at Catch a Groove with him and Tara and Matt White, um, who was also on Kiss at the time. And um, basically, I wanted to, I wanted to show, I wanted to, um, I wanted a job at the shop in Catch a Groove. They, the answer was always no. But then I used to see Destiny out all the time when we used to go Flavor in a Month, whatever spots that played hip hop which was few and far between we used to be at all of them and then we came became close and he says yeah i'm leaving catch a groove because um the guy that run it is opening another shop do you still want a job i was like what so that was when i was kind of like coming to the tail end of um release the groove i mean of uh radio rentals so it was you didn't have to tell me twice i, I was out do you know what i mean and um they bought the shop. MK brought me in. I knew Tony Vegas and all them from, from the scene anyway. But, you know, MK has been my dude for a long time. Like, he's the, he's the UK's mixtape king. Like, I'm not saying that because I'm biased. It, it just is what it is. He's on actual tapes. I'm not even talking CDs. He did tapes regular. And I think if you go to his site, you can get every tape that he ever released on a USB stick these days, which is which is great, and it's a milestone. I'm sure he's done over like 50 tapes. I'm sure he's done that, but um, 
you know, we've been boys ever since. The first um, UK hip hop residency we had was um, the Hop. I don't know if you guys were old enough to remember that. You probably weren't outside then. Time I wasn't. Then. I wasn't outside. And Summit <laughs> definitely wasn't outside. He wasn't outside. Oh, hold on. What you? You're older than Summit. I'm his OG. He's only older, like by like two, three years, bro. Like. <laughs> I mean, I give him pocket money and all that. He's not OG older, you know what I'm saying? No, I am. But yeah, so basically, I got brought in um, to the shop and I was just helping out and selling records. And I loved it because it was just hip hop there. Um, we could cut up tunes. Um, that was a great thing to do because when people came in, oh, have you heard this? And then we just cut it up. It's just we're having fun, but we're selling music at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And, um, we had Sarah Love. She used to work there in the later times. Harry Love was always around. Um, who else was there? Estelle worked there too. Do you know what I mean? She worked okay. there before, before the music really, 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 really took off. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was great times, man. And then I think it just got expensive at the time. And, you know, ebbs and flows where oh, certain music is not going to sell too much. So I think they cut their losses and they bounced. Then they sold it to the other guys, to Vince and them lot who um, made Deal Real 2, which, which was really a cultural um, landmark as well. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it was the next generation coming up. So they had Kanye in there, they had Most Def, they had Snips was in there as a regular DJ and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just great. And it was great to be around all of that. Very important. Because, you know, when when you get older in years, you, you think, right, do people really love it as much as we used to? And then seeing that, the answer was yes. So you've got the DJ inside, you're developing that side, retail, you're actually in the music. How did you make that transition into radio and particularly end up on Kiss? Oh, okay. Um, wild. Um, <laughs> I must I must say before before I carry on any further that I I've really been blessed for real I've really been blessed because coming here as a kid not knowing anybody from Nottingham and um, going to college meeting a couple of people and you know people can tell when you love a culture like hip hop you, you you really stand by it and you know I was very fortunate to meet some like minded people again when I met Ty at college instantly under his wing, do you know what I mean? And, and, you know, I met all his people and they became my people and all of that. So with the radio, actually, I was on a lunch break in Tootin from Radio Rentals. <laughs> it's, it's all right? about Radio Rentals. You know? I mean, yo, it's important, even though the, 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 the uniform was ugly as hell. What was the uniform? It was, it was, it was like a suit, but, but the, the, the fabric color and it was just it was nasty i don't know i don't know why I, it was nasty for real i have to find a picture of it like ted will probably have a picture of it because he used to clown me all the time but i digress so i was in tootin because they used to bounce me around different areas so i started at streatham then my main um site was balham but then i went to peckham and then i went to tootin i went to tootin broadway da, 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 da. so lunch break you know, just wanted to get out of the shop because there's TVs around and these silly girls talking about um, the Blue Orchid. I went to Blue Orchid, got for this guy. I don't care. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm walking around and then I hear music and um, I, I look and I see this giant poster of Guru, rest in peace, in, in, in the shop on the wall. 
and it was the the take it personal Dwick cover, but didn't have any writing. And it was it was from that photo shoot though, because we're in the tank top and all that. I'm I'm getting really nerdy. I'm sorry. No, but, no, no, no. This is this is this is what we do. <laughs> this go is ahead. the format for it, right? I yes, understand. bruv. So I go in there and I was like, "Excuse me, bro, are you selling that poster?" And the dude behind the counter was writing and stuff. And then he looked up and said, "No," and then carried on doing what he's doing. That was the day I met Big Ted. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Wow. So for the next couple of months that I was around there because that's where I was stationed. So every lunch break, I'd walk around and, and just go look through some records. And this store was um, called Liberty Grooves. Shout out to Johnny F and the crew. Shout out to Teddy, obviously, as well. And um, just got speaking to him. Obviously, we were, we were two oversized gentlemen and and like to crack jokes on each other and all that kind of stuff. And our love for hip-hop was unmatched. Do you know what I mean? Because we talk, we we stand there and for hours and break down lyrics and break down beats and this DJ and that DJ and and why why we love Big L but we wasn't really into the Devil's Son talk because we're not into the to the to the mad blasphemy stuff. You know what I mean? It's, Caribbean it's, it's, diaspora. It's, it's the Car- it's yeah, Caribbean diaspora. Is, we're not on it. We're not on 100%, it. One hundred percent. Yeah, we're not on it. That's why we don't listen to Three Six Mafia either. I'm That's not what trying I'm to saying. Write, No, we're not in it. We're not on it. We're I'm not, not inviting none nah, of that in my yard. Trust me. Nah, nah. Even today, you know what I mean? It's not now. Um, and basically, so we got close and then, um, obviously he was doing the radio show with 279 and, um, shout out to 279, yeah. by the way, shout out to number man, salute every to time. that guy, each, every, every time, do you know what I mean? And, um, so I'd hear him on, on Fridays and then there was one time he'd say, come to the station, man. You know what I mean? You live, you live local. I was in Brixton, innit? So, um, I'd go down to Choice, um, Cold Arbor Lane and all that and just go hang out sometimes I wouldn't you know I'm, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like to be in the way so you know I'll go and say hello and then I'd fade into the background because I don't want people to have to tell me to hey bro if you got to go <laughs> it's embarrassing you know we used to hang about and all that stuff and obviously he knows I was DJ by this time and um used to go to his house to go play records and you know used to travel from Brixton to Putney with a bag of records just to play records to each other and just hang you know it is what it is um so when I wanted to start DJing properly, properly after the house party, house party scene, um, I was hitting the clubs, trying to get in wherever I could do, do a lot of gigs for free. Got bumped a lot by these promoters. Do you know what I mean? And he got asked by the people at Kiss. Shout out to Max Alex and Davey J. Salute to, to, to both of those guys. They're my OGs. Do you know what I mean? There are a lot of everybody's OGs. They don't get mentioned enough because they were part of the hard rock soul movement. These men were doing big things in the scene from day one when it licked this country. Do you know what I mean? So salute to Davey J and Max Alex. I haven't seen Max in a long time, but Dave always checks in here and there. He lives in Antigua and here, so he's moving back and forth. But they asked Ted because Pogo was always on tour with either Mello or um, Moni Love or whoever else he was DJing, PLZ, whoever he was DJing for. So they asked Ted, do you want to do the mix on our show? Because Pogo is always out of town. Right. And he's like, well, I can't because I'm on choice. <laughs> 279 ain't going to have that. Do you know what I mean? But my little man, he can he can DJ, man. Why don't you give him a try? So I went there um, and I did a live mix. And I've been there ever since. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so you know, we, we it's it's... You know, again, we're carrying records. So I'm carrying two boxes of records there every week just to get my 15 minutes because the mix was only 15 minutes. 
from Brixton to Holloway Road. It's a slap in it. Yo, it's, it's, that's a pilgrimage. It's, it's, it's a bus and it's a tube and it's walking with these records down down Holloway Road. You know what I mean? But, from Brixton, from Brixton to Holloway Road. Brixton to Holloway Road, bro. Nah, that's Krypton Factor, bro. Bro, listen, man. All I the mean, and that. You know, I don't know if you'd get people that would do that these days because if they don't see a dollar amount to it or, or, yeah. or monetary gain, but I love this culture so much. I just wanted to be part of it. And what, be on the radio, be on KISS. I've got tapes from KISS from when I was in Nuts and hearing these voices that, that I'm now seeing in the, in my face. It's like, yes. And I'd probably travel there loads of times and there'll be weeks where I wouldn't even get to play. They'd run out of time. Oh, not tonight, shorty. Do you know what I mean? It's cool. I'm just here just soaking in whatever. Seeing the guests who's coming in, you know, the first time I saw Most Death and De La Soul was on KISS and Common as well. And um, I just found a tape the other day where um, it was 1997 and um, basically Max and Dave would be in Studio One. I'd mix in Studio Three because there was no setup in Studio One. So when Buster, Common and Rampage came in the building and they wanted to rap, I did the beats, but I was nowhere near any of them. So I think they would just think they, I think they just thought that they were ramming to a tape or something, but I was in there cutting up, sweating like crazy. Like I'm cutting up real vinyl. Do you know what I mean? So that's a roundabout way of me saying that the, the, the reason why I'm on radio is because of Ted and Max, Alex and Davey J. And I'm forever grateful to those brothers. Trust me, because that helped me with my visibility so I could help feed my family. And you know what I mean? So, and, and then still do this thing that I love, which is DJ. Yeah. Me? Yeah, I didn't, have to, I didn't have to get a real job. <laughs> no, I hear you, but that 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 journey, I'm tr- I'm trying to process that journey from Brixton to Holloway Road. That's <laughs> listen, listen. Nah, you know what the, the 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 journey, I didn't really think about it. It was just something I had to do because I used to do that to to um to house parties anyway. Jump. What crepes were you wearing? Whatever, whatever I had. I don't know. Were, were no Tims or nothing. It was it was it was trainers. Yo, I, I think of that. I think of that Lauren Hill line. I make tracks like I'm homeless. You were out. You were outside <laughs> moving like you was homeless, bro. We we was outside for real with these two two big hundred boxes. Just to you know just I mean? to hammer home the point, you're talking from Brixton Southland to Holloway Road. That in in Google terms is seven point two <laughs> miles. It's what? How much? Seven point two miles. Woo! That would take someone about two and a half hours to walk. I mean, I, did, I didn't walk from Brixton. No, nah, but we, 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 we're telling the story now. We're just saying you walked it. <laughs> no, hold on. No, no, no. You walked. You walked. You I walked. walked. I mean, yeah. Let me sign the road. Yeah, I walked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And walked back. history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. history. That's what we're doing. You walked. But the thing was, it was like, it was fine getting there. It was hard work because I had to catch a bus from Brixton Hill to the tube station in Brixton, catch the train all the way to, to Holloway Road. Um... Was it Highbury and Yeah, and then walk all the way down there. That's a long road, you know. It's, it's, it's a long, long road, fam. It's a long road, even though you know it's not that far down, but it's it's far enough, man. Yeah, and it was fine. But getting home afterwards, you had to be, you had to hurry up, or your night busing, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah, Jeremy. You know I so yeah, it was a thing of, you know, it was. I think I earned my spot because I I paid the dues. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was able to cut up on radio and cut up on air and just see all these wicked experiences, all these artists. It was a wonderful thing. So it's touching it still upon, is. Yeah, and touching upon that, 
you talked about the common rampage buster what mm -hmm. other memorable interviews or sets that you guys did on kiss that stand out outside of that one man um i wish i was good at documenting stuff because you know i remember a lot of stuff but you know i never there's there's not enough audio history out there because I was just in the moment. And it's the same thing now, even with my Instagram. My missus is like, you don't post enough. Because I'm just in it. I'm not really thinking about, you know, I'm just enjoying the thing. Do you know what I mean? But um, other great moments. I think my first ever interview solo was DJ Spinner. It was back in the day. And Amazing. that was that was wonderful. Yeah, he's um, he's he's on our bucket list of guests. Oh, oh let me know if you. I'll, I, 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 I'll, I'll message him. Soon. Chris, Chris, you're, you're Chris, good. Yeah, we got we we can do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's like, don't, so it's like, don't worry, I got this. Bro. No, but you know what it is. It's about it's about speaking into existence. That whole I'm trying this, isn't it? I'm trying this. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's Spinner, Spinner is the dude. He's yeah, a no, great he, dude. He, it's a draft email great thing, dude. isn't it? It's in my drafts, yeah. isn't it? I have a draft. Like I have a list. Don't give don't give away the source, innit? That's what he says to me. Then he says it on the podcast. No, I'm telling you, in, in post, I'm cutting this out. But I'm telling you, right, cool, it's, a, it's, cool. a, it's a draft thing. Come on, man. Oh, put, it, put it this way. I'll, I'll hit him up and let him know. Yeah, that, for that would be free. great. Uh, genuinely, that would be great. It, it would be great. His, his birthday is the day before mine as well. So okay. he's, he's, he's a great guy. No, we, 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 no, we, we appreciate it. But, okay, so Spinner. Spinner, anyone yes, else? Spinner was... Um, and then I think my second one was, was, um, was Primo. Um, that was... That was probably 97 as well, early 97, maybe. And um, that same night, though, the, the, the Buster Rampage and Common night, um, one of my friends from back in the day was the ultimate Buster fan. Whatever Buster spat on, he bought the vinyl, whether he liked the record or not, because he was such a Buster fan, right? And... Every time he went to meet Buster, something happened with the camera. The camera wouldn't work or, or you know, the pictures wouldn't come out or whatever. Something would happen. So I was like, he's on this radio show tonight. Come with me, man. Like, cool. And But he brought every piece of vinyl that he owns with Buster on it. So after Rampage, Common, Max and Dave left, it was me, my missus. She was my girlfriend at the time. Um... Matthew, the guy that was the that was the Buster fan, my mate Drew, who I met at Liberty Grooves, but whatever. Um, and he brought the vinyl out, and Buster was like, "Yo!" So for the next three hours after the show finished, I think it was nine to eleven. So for the next three hours, Buster was going through every piece of vinyl that he had. Yo, this is the this is the, the um the tune that me and Brown caught up in a fist fight with, but so he signed it and he was talking about everything, every studio session, you know, when they're doing harmonies, they're looking at each other like they want to fight each other and, and they're spitting on each other, like intentionally, like, I've never, I've never heard Buster in an interview to this day since that time, him being that candid, talking about so much things that, it, it was just a weird, you'd never get him like that again because it, took him back to a moment in time where he recorded all these pieces of vinyl. But because somebody took the time to buy all these pieces of vinyl, he really appreciated it. And 
he just opened up and he just chilled with us for three hours after his cousin left. <laughs> Whoever had the car, they left. They left him on highway roads. I don't even know how he got back to where he was going, but I'm sure he had car service to, to come back and come and get him and stuff. But that's that's a memorable day as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's things like that. And, and there's so many... Um, there's so many stories that, you know, when Gangstar was on there as well, like, man... <laughs> there was one funny one where um, Cassidy, when he first came out, um, he was on the show and it was the second time he was on air. So, you know, first time he rhymed. Second time, like, um, we were talking, he had, he had, you know, he was he had hotel and all that. So the album was coming out. So, you know, he was, he had, you know, you could tell the tax bracket changed a little bit. The money came through. The clothes were different. You know what I mean? Man, a little gold and everything there. And, you know, so we was talking and it was cool. Like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. So when it was time, when it was time to rhyme, threw on a couple of beats and um, he was dumping, he was going in. I was like, yeah, wicked. But then he started cursing. I was like, yo, yo, you have to, can't curse, bro. And he just kept ignoring me and stuff. I was like, yo, bro, they're going to cut me off there. Cause we were live on air. Like they're going to, I'm going to probably lose my job, bro. Like, please. And then he stopped rhyming. He was looking at me like he wanted to kill me. <laughs> I was like, bro, look, if it's down to, to for me and you squaring up or me, me me losing the job, we can go outside. Let's let me put on an advert and let's go outside. I mean, it is what it is. Like this is my job. I fought hard for this job. I carried boxes from Brixton to, to Holloway oh, Road. Yeah, the job, pilgrimage. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I understand you don't want people to um stifle your cre- creativity because he was going in. The bars were nice, but he was cursing, yeah. and it's like, look. It's 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 nine o'clock. Just chill for a minute. He you know came I mean? into it's, your home. He's got respect that he got respect the rules of your home, man. You have to wipe your shoes on, on, on yeah, you know, man. and take your shoes off. Yeah, man. And wear, you know, it's like, oh man, but salute to Cassidy, man. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, the last time I saw him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to jump ahead slightly because uh, you've kind of talked about my next question. So let's talk about the 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 raucous compilation that you did. Oh wow. Let's talk about that. Where, where you know how did that come about? Um, this this talk because that's you know that's legendary man. It's it's a label. It's it, it it's something in the stars that aligned there. So just talk and and for a lot of people that was inspiring for a lot of DJs and people who want to make conflict. So let's talk about that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep reiterating that that I'm, I've been so blessed on this journey so far. I'm so blessed because my boss at Rockus used to work at Liberty Grooves. <laughs> now you were the plug you were the plug nah, nah, look I, I don't know I don't know how this happened it's 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 no um basically Max Usada who now runs Warner like he's he's the guy like he had a little office outside Johnny F's office in Liberty Grooves so he had a little table outside you know, just trying to launch his ultimate dilemma label. And um, we was always cool. Like nobody really paid him any mind, but I'm cool. I'm, I just, you know, I'll speak to anybody. It's all good. And we were just cool from then. And he started moving up the ranks. He's, he's a mover and shaker. Like, um, like he's industry, but he's a really, he's really a good dude. Do you know what I mean? And, and he loves music. He's put out music for years independently. And, um, you know, upon his many travels to um, New York, like he got um, close with 
Brian and Jarrett from Ruckus. So when they said they wanted to open a UK office, he was the guy that they that they tapped for it. So he was the boss. He was my boss. So it was myself, um, lady called Deli Sali, um, Jay Davison, who used to work at One Extra, um, um, Michael and J um, Lee Jensen, who works at Universal now. And um, it, was like, it was a small team. And, you know, they just wanted to launch the label. Obviously, you know, we already knew what Raucous was from Most Def and Kuali and da-da-da-da-da. But the time where they, where the office opened, you know, the, the releases of um, Reflection Internals album, um, Most Def's album was out just before the office opened, but we were still carrying on the momentum. So there was remixes that we needed to do and get um, Pharaoh's album. Um, and also with the, with the um, Kuali album, one of, the, one of the street singles, they wanted to do a UK remix. And, um, you know, Max is, he's definitely, he knows who's who on the scene and whatever, whatever. Um, he asked me, could you speak to somebody to get Skinny Man on the remix? And um, tried to find him. Couldn't find him. If you, if anybody knows Skinny, he knows he, he, he you know he could he could disappear at any time. He's elusive. Shout out to Skinny, by the way. Shout out to the whole Mud Fam and all that Berry Crew. Um, so I came to him with an idea. I said, okay, if you can't get Skinny, you got to go to the, like we've, there's 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 three names that we need to speak on. It's it's going to be Ty, Black Twang, and Roots Maneuver. Couldn't get a hold of Roots Maneuver. Ty and Twang. They says, yeah, let's do it. So I got them locked and I went back to the boss and I was like, look, I've got these two men there. And it's like, are you sure it's going to work? I was like, look, far as MCs, like definitely they're in line with how quality style is. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, let, let's make it make sense. Do you know what I mean? Skinny would be great because obviously everybody knows Skinny world over and he's, he's a household name. Do you know what I mean? But I think the way that Ty rhymes, the way that Twang rhymes, it it fit better with with Kuali. And we did the remix and it was a it was a thing of, you know, I was calling up Ty, I was like, Yo, you sure you want to do this? There's money in it as well. Like, you know, at that time people weren't getting paid for nothing. So after um we sorted out the money and all that stuff, it was they were trying to work out who's gonna go first. <laughs> you know. And um I was like, look, whoever's got the best first goes last, did it? Like quality is going to be in the middle. Basically, you're replacing Rod Digger and you're replacing Exhibit. Do you know what I mean? And 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 that's what it is. So whoever can match up to the energy of either verse, that's where you're going to go. So you know they put it in, and and both verses for fire. I never got to see them perform that. Like I've never seen them perform it. I think um, Blue, my dude Bluefoot, like we did a um, was it Jam in the Park or something like that. 20 years ago and it had Slum Village, had uh, Pharaoh, had uh, Mr. Complex, had Last Emperor, had um, had Reflection Eternal. Um, there were so many people at Slum Village. Um, this is just after Dilla left though. And we did that. And I think that's the only place that they actually performed it right. all together. And two years ago, there was a show in Brixton which was which is a great thing, where Karis One was doing a show, and Ty and Twang 
were on the bill as support. And this is when they was doing the Kingdom um, project and all that. And um, Kwali wasn't there, but that was, I think that was the first time I've ever seen them do that in memory. But it was only in sound check because it didn't really happen. It was, ugh, you know, sad story still, but you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was great to be part of that because that remix is tough. Like they both brought it. They both brought the brought the bars, and they didn't. You know, when I looked at my boss, he was like, "Okay, you got it. You cool. Yeah, I understand." But then, you know, the the office didn't didn't last that long. They ran out of money. Whatever else happened and stuff like that. So, you know, here's what it is. It was a great remix, and I appreciate your A and R here as well because I've I've, I've, I've never been so long winded. No, it's important because, look, we're, we're trying to ask the questions. It's not about us. It's about history. And you've mentioned before that, you know, um, you didn't get to see them perform. A lot of our best memories are going to be kind of lost to time or committed to memory. Like, I'll share this with you. There's some, some amazing interviews that we've done. One in particular, there was a technical hiccup. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, the world will never know this happened. <laughs> but I know it happened. Yeah. As much as it hurts me, I know it happened. So, you, um, you can tell show who it was. Tell them. It's all right. We'll tell the world. I don't care. Daz Dillinger. Oh, no. And Capone together. Wow. What, together? Together. Wow. Shorty, I, I, <laughs> oh, no, wait. What happened, though? What happened? So it, it, it's the, the Zoom file corrupted. Oh. So we've got our side and we've got like 15 minutes of it. And it's just one of them things, right? But it, and, and by the way, it will happen again. Obviously, Daz... RIP to his mum because she she passed away recently. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, um, we'll make it happen again. It's just about getting in the room. But Chris yeah. is right. It was so they were taking the piss out of them, each other, us, just <laughs> everything. They were just themselves. They got they got one of their mans in, like he's an upcoming rapper. To like they pro they promote him. Like oh, it man. was just so much fun, and I was just like, for me, Dog Pound is, and I've said this so many times. Dog Pound was my first, like, that's my first recollection of hip hop, right? right. So the okay. dog food on cassette, because we had it dubbed on TDK. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what, 92? So I'm, you know. I it's not, not, 95, innit? You're young, innit? Oh, you're young. Sorry, Nat. <laughs> um, yeah, you might be young, innit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that kind of my, like, my earliest recollections. But then it's Nas and, and that took me in and then Jane, whatever. But I remember being cheeky enough to play that on my on, on the sound system in my brother's room because he had he had the proper sound system the subwoofer and the at and all that so when yeah. he wasn't there that's why I put in so getting dads was great great but these things happen but like Chris said we know we know we mm. know it still happened it still happened yeah, it still happened it definitely still happened because you know this whole online thing about if if there's no pictures or no photo evidence it never happened I mean yeah I hear you but nah <laughs> I'm too but old that's how I felt shortly yeah. I felt like because we can't put it out, it's like, did it, it? I was literally questioning myself, bro. Like, did that just happen? <laughs> yes, it did. Listen, man, yeah. I had I had an interview at Kiss with Maceo first time he came on the, on the air. It was me, Ted, and Maceo. So, three three overweight brothers just catching joke. It was mad. We was having too much fun, but you know the 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 computer system at Kiss back then it was just moody, man, and and. and I think I paused it and it asked me something and I said no and it went it lost it got lost forever. It was like we was just like up there shooting the shit for like three hours. It was just there was just because he brought 
Bill Ray, his his first artist up there as well, played tunes, like he did a mix. And we was just talking like off the record and then, you know, stuff we was going to chop out for the radio show. And we just, you know, and that was years ago. It was it was a wonderful interview mm. and just vibes. You know what I mean? But it just, you know. These things happen. <laughs> pun intended. Happens. Just it vibes. Happens. Just vibes. You get me? Hey. Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> so you don't just do retail. You don't just DJ. You don't just do radio. You also work in TV. So talk about some of the, the recent stuff you've been doing in TV and how you've been mashing up that world. Okay, right, mashing up that word. I don't know about that, but no man, you're mashing up the thing, man. Don't don't tell me it started from radio rentals either. <laughs> you know, yeah, the guy I met with now nah, nah, for real. Um <laughs> which was which was uh uh this is a crazy one as well. I met my boss on the TV at a wedding. See, this wedding thing is, is pretty good, man. It's been serving me quite a well. Um so this guy I know called David, um Dr. Lau Big Up, like he invited me to DJ at his wedding and um, this was maybe about four years ago five years ago and um, I went and did it and it was it was a great wedding when I got there for the reception I didn't know he was paid like that but you know when man's got um, a gazebo on his tennis court yeah this is different this is different things is the, what did the, the, these people like hire this out like oh, no paper plates no, no paper, paper plates, plates, no red cups. No, none of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> none yeah, of that. Yeah, it was mad. It was, so it wasn't a community center wedding <laughs> at all. It was. It was. It was a different. I don't think I've been to a wedding like that. You know what I mean? Since that, and um, so I was there. Went to DJ and all that stuff. And you know, he's got a couple of celebrity friends. And there was this guy in there that um, that um, I noticed, and I was oh, I, I watch you on TV all the time. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Da, 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 da. And um, his name's Julian Rubenstein. Yeah, and um. He's from um, the Revolution will be televised. We used to prank like politicians and make them, you know, look as stupid as they are. And I went up to him. I was like, "Yo, bro, like, I, I really love what you do, man. Like, you're funny." And that was it. And he was like, "Bro, I've been listening to you since the '90s on on Kiss." I was like, "Okay, see, all right, cool." Um, and. Uh, that was it. I think we we exchanged numbers and, you know, for a couple of years, that was it. And then I got a phone call out of the blue and it was Jolly and he was like, I've got something that I think you'd like. I was like, yeah? What do you mean? I'm thinking it was a gig, maybe another wedding, something like that. He goes, well, no, you know, I do TV, right? And I write shows and and, and do all this and I've got this idea of calling this show Don't Hate the Players. I was like, okay. I didn't really like the name because obviously it was an older phrase and term, which was, which is long dead, but no, I hate the player, I hate the game, all that. And, um, but he broke it down to me and it was like, look, we need, we need, and what he said to me was, is the thing that really sold me because, you know, you, he said to me, you remember Def Comedy Jam, right? Where people go and tell jokes and all that. Then you've got the DJ Kid Capri doing the thing. And from then I didn't, don't tell me nothing else. Where do I sign? Because that was part of my favorite, you know, that's why Kid Capri is one of my favorite DJs because of what he did on there and what he did on a mixtape scene. Do you know what I mean? So seeing him do that on DVDs and then somebody that I only met once, but I know that he's a hip hop fan. He's saying, this is the kind of thing that I want. I was like, I'm sold. Let's do this. Do you know what I mean? And um, then he told me who was going to host it. I think they had a couple of reshuffles about 
who was going to be the actual host, but they wanted me to co-host as well to do the thing. And I was like, yeah, man, let's do this. I mean, why not? You know, hip hop's got me all over the world. Do you know what I mean? So why not let it get me on TV as well? Do you know what I mean? Again, blessed. Do you know what I mean? TV and then COVID hits. Mm. I, I want to salute you personally for being the MVP DJ during this pandemic. <laughs> and this I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that, but yeah. No, I'm telling you, this is this is our show, innit? So I'm saying it, innit? <laughs> right? So every week you've been DJing, you haven't asked for a penny. You've literally been serving the, servicing the people and your love for music shines through. You do theme nights, you've done Queens. Um, the Buster set was mad. Bad boy. Jay Diller. Oh. And, you know, me and Roxy were saying like, as soon as this lockdown is finished, we're going outside. We're coming to Just Vibes, talking about um, how much it's really kind of helped us tap back into the music we love. Because with the with the amount of music that comes out, sometimes you don't get to revisit the stuff that you came up on. It's hard because it's hard to catch up when you're trying to keep up, right? Definitely. Hey, listen, so, I've, been, I've been doing radio for 20... This is my 26th year of being on Kiss, right? And I've been... You know, you, you have to be across the music at all times. Do you know what I mean? So... So this kind of, even though I still do the radio show um, every week, but I don't have to go to the station anymore. We just do it all from here and send send the files and stuff, but still have to be on top of the music. And again, like what you said is, you know, it's as much therapy for me as it is for people that's in the Zoom or on the Twitch. We can tell. Best cloud. Do you know what I mean? Because tell. there's certain tunes that, well, no, the thing is, I don't have to keep a dance floor packed don't have to do that anymore at the moment just play music that you love in it do you know what I mean just just go as deep or as not deep as you want do you know what I mean or as shallow as you want sorry my brain no we got um, you we got you, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? but it's just just do what you love man and, and the theme nights really give me life because I'm hearing tunes I had maybe in 20 years do you know what I mean and, and it's a thing where you know, I don't work out my sets. Those those days have been long gone, maybe 15, 20 years where I haven't worked out sets because I'd rather just vibe it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And mm. that's that's the that's the gamble that you have to take. But I think that's where you're mostly in the moment. Even when things go wrong, when computer crashes or the, the record breaks or the arm, the needle mash up, whatever, whatever. It's just being part of the moment. And I think again like i said it obviously keeps the 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 muscle sharp because you're thinking okay when we're gonna go next and that's i think that's what i love about the djing thing as well because when i used to work out my sets and work out what i'm gonna play after this and after that and then you know we're gonna go here then the dj before me is gonna play like half of that shit <laughs> then, then what are you gonna do do you know what i mean and especially being from a house party dj and a vinyl dj what you pack is what you have do you know what I mean? That's all you've got to play. There's no going home to get records to come back because who's got time for any of that? You've got, to, you've got to make sure you pack accordingly. You've got to think, okay, time I'm playing is probably two o'clock. So the 12 o'clock DJ is going to smash a lot of the, the, the stuff. So you've got to pack your shit and be methodical about what you're going to do. Have And for me, a DJ that used to buy two copies of everything because hip-hop in it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's expensive. It's, it's an expensive it's, habit. It's, it's an expensive habit. And, and you, know, you know, I was a strong dude when I used to carry records, man. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love the um I do love the just vibes. I gotta I gotta make uh, two references. When you played Bush Babies, we run things. Woo! I hadn't heard that fifteen years. Mm. And you know what's funny? It got reissued on vinyl and CD the week after. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Yep. The week after, I'm like, did you you know? Is this right, like? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I just got it ripped from vinyl. Still, my my. my and and one of the um one of the other DJs played the Lord Digger remix of um of ODB. Listen, that was me, bro. Was it? Was that you? That was me, bro. Because I, I even said at the time, I was like, look, at the at the time when Brooklyn Zoo came out. Nobody was playing the, the, the Lord Digger remix because obviously the one from the video was, and obviously it's a certified classic, but the Lord Digger remix is a different mood. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very good. It's, it's violence. It's violence. Yeah, it's, 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 it's violence straight away. Yes, yeah, violence. But, it, but it's the violence that you know is going to damage you because it's the quiet violence. Yes. You know what I mean, it's the one that's going to creep up like. Yes, 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 yes. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. And that's the thing. It's like, you get to unearth tunes that you're not going to be able to play anywhere else, really. So online, where, where are you not going to go? Just like, we're here. Just, I think this pandemic as well has hopefully brought people back to the place where they can actually trust the DJs again. Because I think, you know, that's that's a, that's a bit of a gripe of mine. I mean, everybody can have their own opinion on music and stuff, but, you know, DJs are on a nerdy level. We're on a, we're on nerd level. When it comes to this music, and we we try and curate and mix and blend to to give you the best experience. Do you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. not just mm-hmm. playing. We're not just playing records, man. We're messing with moods and moments, isn't it? That's what we do. We're trying to we're trying to affect that. Do you know what I mean? We're trying to trying to affect your mood and make moments. You know, sometimes you get the chemistry wrong. Sometimes you play shit in the wrong order, and it and it's not quite right. But you know, once you're in the pocket and it's moving the way it's meant to, yeah, ain't nothing better than that, bro. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. And you have one of the best, um, I wish I could sample it when you say, pull it! Like, <laughs> listen, I need that on the song. Pull it! Guys, listen, listen, man. It's a lot I'm, of fun. I'm here screaming, then my kids running. Dad, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you know I mean? no, I'm cool, I'm cool. You know, when, when you get certain emotions, when certain certain things lick you, it's, a, it's an emotional thing. Yeah, like everybody rise. Yeah. yeah, you have to. You have Bruv, to. You have to. You have to. You have to. I've got one last question for you, Mr. Shorty Blitz. Yes, sir. Who had the better wedding playlist? Me or Snips? Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. I love you both, innit? You two should fight it out, innit? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'll fight Snips too. We're going to be talking to him like in a few minutes, actually. <laughs> but I'll fight Snips. Now, I wouldn't actually. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't I think do you want to fight Snips. No, I wouldn't do that. Not only will he cut you that. with words, he'll cut you with his hands too. It's, yeah, yeah. You know. it's, it's yeah, I wouldn't fight No, no, but, no fight but, but, but Chris, I, think, I think Chris and Snips would definitely, you know, they'd give as good as they get. Like, Oh, you no, know you know what it is. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the same. We're very high chest when it comes to our hip-hop. We're <laughs> yeah, the same. Yeah, man. Of course. I think when it comes to music stuff, I think this meeting of minds, I think it will work really well, actually. I think the, both of them coming together to... Create something would be quite good. I think. All you have good. to do, all you have to do, is something right is sit back and just just watch. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, here, I'm just I'm just watching. I ain't gonna do nothing. I'm just like it's like a match to me. It's like it's yeah, like Federer Nadal. I'm just sitting here watching back. <laughs> let them let them have the saga. You know what I'm saying? Like, let them, oh, I wish I wish I could be there. 
But listen to this guy, though, like, <laughs> this meeting of the minds, and he compares us to Federer and the Dahlia, yeah, you know, like some tennis yeah, brothers. Yeah, 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 but you lot, you lot talking sports, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Bruh, he, didn't even say, he didn't even say Rock, Steve Austin, Eubank, Ben. No, he said Federer no, and the Dahlia. I don't need to, innit? I don't need to. You don't control my mind, innit? Don't colonise my mind with your, with your things, bruv. Let me go where I go, innit? <laughs> I love, right, you too, I love you too, man. I love you too. Shorty Blitz, man. Look, I yeah, just want to say thank you. Yeah, thank man. you, not just no, for coming you. today, but just thank you for your contributions. I've said this to a few people, people before, and I'm going to say it to you. You are a very important part of UK hip-hop history and music across the world. Our stories would not be the same without you. And if we could, we would pay to have a statue of you somewhere in London. <laughs> what? Okay. No, no, no. You need your statue. You need your statue. <laughs> But for now, we can just give you flowers and just say thank you so much. And, um, you know, Summit, myself, Roxy, my wife, we like, we love you for real, for real, for real, for nah, real. Do you know what? That's, that's wonderful. Sure, you understand, right? My wife doesn't really, she doesn't, she knows rap, but like, you know, the commercial shit here and there, right? She's not, yeah, of course. she's not like, she's not like any of us at all, any, any, in any show. She said to me, yeah, yeah, I, I used to listen to Shorty Blitz when I was in college. Wow. wow. She, she, I caught her once, I was at work in. Came downstairs. She's watching. She's watching the TV show. <laughs> that's okay. that's how much you've like. That's wow. how much you've penetrated like culture and people. And sometimes we don't know that because and, you know we sometimes don't see the impact we have. But you have done so much. Well, and, definitely and, not. And while you say it's a blessing, there's a part of it where I have to go. But you worked fucking hard for it. Yeah. You know? I mean, but was was I really working though? Yeah, you were. You myself. were. I was enjoying myself. You've worked nah, on your craft. You've worked on your craft. That's a state. That's, that's what. Too. or philosophical. That's a state of flow. So what that right. means is you're doing something that you enjoy, but you're working. And so while it feels enjoyment to you, you're still working, but it's a it's a state of flow, right? So you could do it all day and and not yeah. miss a beat and not miss. But that's the that's the best type of happiness to feel in anything you do. Definitely. So. That's, I mean, that's why I say I'm blessed because again, it's, it's, you know, you know, I do this for free, but they pay me. So yeah, it's a thing of, I, I enjoy it so much. It's, it, it's again, I think that saying comes true. If you find something that you love and you do that to the best of your ability, you'll never work a day in your life. And you know, I, I still, I still don't know what I actually want to make of my life because I'm too busy enjoying my life you know what i mean there was you know when it came to options at school and all that kind of stuff i had no idea what i wanted to do and i'm still thinking i have no idea what i want to do but you know on my off time i'm doing this this stuff and this is what i've been doing nearly 30 years later dude i'm a, I'm a blessing no 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 blessing. actually 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 30 years later it's 90, 2001 damn 2021 see, wow damn. It's still, see look i'm the failed homo sapien bro i'm still trying to figure out what i want to do i don't know <laughs> what, what i'm saying doing. I mean, when you find out, let me know, yeah, because I need, I need some pointers. <laughs> no, we appreciate no, for real, no you, pointers, For real, thank you, guys. And, and thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. Again, you know, when you're in this bubble, and I've been in this bubble for a long time, you don't know what the impact is. You don't know how it affects people. I mean, being in the club real time, you see instant vibes straight away. And, you know, I've been there and I've done that, and I, and I love it hearing you guys say that that means a lot so thank you very much friends it's all good and the last word from me we need that shorty blitz producer album please so i started this um project 10 years ago 11 years ago now and um i was in new york my first session was with quali 
and Homeboy Sandman, right? So I've got them on the joint and that was my first session. So I was like, yeah, we're off to the races. I got a verse from Corey Guns. I got a verse from Joel Ortiz. I got a verse from John Connor from Detroit, um, from Flint, Michigan, sorry. And, um, you know, and then obviously I was, when I came home, I was going to make sure I sorted out all the other, you know, the people from here. You know what I mean? And Europe and whatever, whatever. Because I got a list that I, I want to, I'm already talking about you, Mr. Mitchell. Oh, wow. Soon. Oh, I'm humbled, humbled. Um, don't be humble. Um, but I wasn't even thinking I'm going to make no money from it. I think, let me just make something, a passion project from, I was going to say last year, but last year has been totally written off. So from 20, end of 2018, I just started back the horse again and I played one of the joints on the Zoom. And, it sounded uh, mad, by the way. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it made me, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even finished. And I sent it to Primo and I was like, look, I just need, I just need your thoughts on this. Let me know, like, you feel it? Is it nice? Because I like it, Knox, right? He ended up playing it on his radio show for two weeks in a row. Amazing. Cutting, cutting this shit up. I was like, Amazing. I was like, yeah, oh, you played That's... it. And he's like, well, he's, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, was I meant to play it? I was like, no, I just wanted to get your, yeah. your thoughts on it. It's not even finished yet. He's, he's, he says, I love it. He says, I love the joint. Amazing. Like, so just let me know when it's ready. And, and then, then I'll, I'll get back to you That's all I need to know. So, you know what I mean? What's the word for today? Blessed, right? Yeah. That's what it is, bro. Like, for the greatest producer in, in, in well, in my in my opinion, we, we got him high up there too. We got him high up there too. I know, I know, I know. High up, high up, high up, high up. Yeah, it depends what day you ask us, man. Is I mean, it Premier or me, Rock? Me, is, it, is, it wrong, is it a wrong answer? I don't know. It's Michael what? made it. Soldier Boy, Primo. <laughs> in that order, right? in that order. But I'm gonna say right in, you know, did Pete Rock have any bars in your vows though? Okay, so vows. just 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 for the benefit of the listener, for my I wrote my own wedding vows. Yeah, and I weaved in the names of gangstar albums as part of my my amazing, wedding vows. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was it I mean, was a hip hop I mean, wedding for real. For I real. I mean, I mean, if that doesn't say, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, well, that day he was your favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, sent him. No, I sent him that video by the way. He's like, yo, who is that? That's tell him, amazing. Tell him, um, Tell him it, it's kinetic and I'm I'm not an MC until I air out one of his beats. Because <laughs> I sent it to him when we was actually at the, on, on the beach. And it that's, was like, yeah. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It was beautiful though because the way that you did it, I was like, yeah, this guy deserves to be rapping in it. Yeah, I mean, Come on, smooth. man. I, I, came up, that. I came up on um, labels from, from Jizza. Like, from I Jizza. know what I'm doing, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, su- you surpassed all that. Bro. Come on. Come on. No, Shorty for real, though. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you are a friend of the show. Thank you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Shorty Blitz on the Breaking Atoms podcast. I'm a listener as well, by the way. I know you are. Nah, that's, I know that's, you are. That's, that's tough, bro. I know so you are. I know we, you guys. we appreciate it. Keep doing your thing, boys. Salute. Thank you, bro. No doubt. Thank you, Thank you so day. much, bro. Tell Snips I said, what up? Salute to Shorty Blitz for coming on the show and sharing his story. The pleasure was all ours. He mentioned his producer album at the end of the episode and just last Friday, he dropped the first single. So please open up your phone, your tablet and your mind and check out the single called Steel Sharp and Steel featuring Mice Diggy and Sus Bully. Shout out to Sus Bully. I call that man one of the most dangerous MCs on earth. I know because I've done a song with him and I had to rhyme before and after him. It was a headache. 
but it was a great experience. As always, we are on the socials. You can find Summit at Hip Hop Chronicle and you can find me, Chris Mitchell, at I Am Kinetic. That's Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week with another episode. It's actually a bucket list episode. I won't lie. We're going to be speaking to one of the people we've been wanting to speak to for a number of years. So make sure you check that out. Subscribe to the podcast. Thank you to everyone that's listened. We really appreciate you. Those who share the content, those who subscribe, those who text us, those who send in suggestions. We, we really, really, really appreciate all of you. Until next week. Peace. Peace.